I wasn't sure if I wanted to do a podcast this week. Uh, on May 25th, 2020, George Floyd, a 46-year-old black man, died in Minneapolis, Minnesota after Derek Chauvin, a white police officer, uh, knelt on the back of his neck for nine minutes and suffocated him to death. Um, there's no way that I could feel comfortable doing that. Then nationwide protests of this extreme act of police brutality occurred and swept the nation and the world. Then we had a fascistic president gas protesters uh, in Lafayette Park, a park known for being able for a place for people to protest um, and celebrate their First Amendment rights and uh, speak to power. Um, they were gassed because he wanted to walk to a church and hold a Bible out of his daughter's very expensive purse. Um, I don't feel like um, to, to, to podcast bluntly. Um, it's kind of fucking bullshit. Um, I am sick and tired of what has been happening in this country for the past four years. And I think many of us are. But I would like to point out a tweet that was sent out by uh, Lynn's Tastic, L-I-N-D-S-S underscore T-A-S-T-I-C. And she uh, sends out, Resistance is not a one-lane highway. Maybe your lane is protesting. Maybe your lane is organizing. Maybe your lane is counseling. Maybe your lane is art activism. Maybe your lane is surviving the day. Do not feel guilty for not occupying every lane. We need all of them. Um, this week has been kind of weird uh, for me. Beyond the normal, um, shall we say, uh, civil disobedience and unrest and COVID-19, um, it's been an incredibly uh, weird year for all of us. But I feel like if there's one thing I can supply is maybe a little words of encouragement and also trying to help at least some people escape for an hour. That's all. Not to fully escape the world but just to sit back and enjoy for an hour. Um, but before we do that, I would like to say that um, there is a, a crisis in our country, and that is of several factors. One being systemic racism. Um, this is something that has been going on since the founding of our country when slaves were brought over to Jamestown, Massachusetts, not Massachusetts, Jamestown, Virginia. And ever since then till the civil rights era. Um, it, 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 there was so much pain from there to that point in time. And from the civil rights era to now has been a cold civil war between black America and white America. Um, the power in this country versus black America. And it is something that I am not born into at all, and is only something I've been starting to understand. Um, there's also another problem in this country, and that is starting roughly 20 years ago after 9-11, police have been able to purchase secondhand or firsthand equipment from the military to militarize the police. Um, this has been escalating. The Daily Show uh, humorously did a uh, segment years and years and years ago about basically these police departments getting these troop transports and doing donuts with them in the police, you know, parking lots. And at first that seemed silly, and now it feels very, very fucking terrifying. Um, and then the third is economic inequality and economic hardship. Um I think COVID-19 has brought out a lot in this country. And looking at these things, we cannot ignore them. It's like a fire triangle. You can not have a fuel, you cannot have an oxygen, and you cannot have a starter in order to start a fire. You need all three. And frankly, we need to get rid of all three. Um, we need immediate de-escalation, and defunding of the police. We need very 
strict and very important legislation passed about the equality of black Americans and any minority group in America. Um, Just yesterday, the Senator Rand Paul, a white man in Kentucky, was explaining lynching to black senators. Um, It is unfathomable how stupid that is. We also need more justice and equality for those in hardship, um, especially those in service industry jobs where COVID-19 has hit the most. This is the fire triangle that we need to remove. I'm not going to say sit here and tell you I know everything because I do not. And frankly, I've probably spoken for way too long already on the situation. Um, there is a lot going on in the world, and I cannot provide even the slightest understanding of even a portion of it. But what I want to say is that there are ways to protest. You can go on the streets. You can donate money. You can donate your time sending letters and calling local officials. You can donate your time by voting. You can donate your time by understanding. Uh, One of the things I want to do is donating my time by broadcasting this message right here, right now, about how it is unacceptable for the police in this country to act this way. That black America needs support and our help, and all black lives matter. Um, I this, this, this podcast is going to be weird. We're going to be talking about reopenings. We're going to be talking about the NBA season. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Major League Soccer. Um, it's, it's going to be a little weird with all this going on, but I hope you can get some respite from what's going on and enjoy this time a little bit. Um, there's a, an initial going out. Um, it's called ACAB. And what it stands for is all cops are bastards. And the reason why I'm saying this is just so people can understand what is going on. This is not saying that kids or cops or whomever are bad. It is saying that because the system is corrupt and beyond reform, we need to reform the system and anybody coming out of that system needs to be dealt with. I don't know what that is. Maybe they need to be fired. Maybe they need to go through retraining. I don't know. But that's where we're at right now. Um, I wish I could support more things going on. Um, We have some links in our description of places to vote, uh, ways to to get informed, places to educate yourself, places to donate. Um, I am closing tabs as I'm going through all these things. Um, George Floyd was tackled and suffocated for forging a check. Breonna Taylor was murdered by police entering the wrong home. Amud Abri was murdered for jogging. Tamir Rice was murdered by a white cop for carrying a toy gun. Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin was shot as self-defense despite being unarmed. Oscar Grant was murdered by police for celebrating New Year's. Ayanna Stanley Jones was murdered by police that entered the wrong home. Eric Gardner, tackled and suffocated for suspicion of selling cigarettes. Philando Castile, shot and murdered by a cop for reaching for his license. Samuel DeBose, shot and murdered for being in his car. Sandra Bland, hung in a jail cell. Walter Scott, murdered for for a broken brake light. Terrence Crutcher, murdered for standing near his car. Kareem Kuta, murdered for escaping being chased, and hiding on a rooftop. There's so much justice in this world that we still need to tackle. And I could not sit here and start this without mentioning any of this. With that being said, fuck Donald Trump, Black Lives Matter, and unfund the cops.
everyone. Welcome to the Park Scope Unprofessional Podcast Hour. My name is Joe. Joining me on this episode is Brian. Brian, how are you doing? I am well. Good. Yeah. It's it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a little over a week. It's been a lot for a lot of us, so Yeah. Um let's dive right into the news and we'll start off real quick. Uh so Disney's opening. Um, they're going to be reopening on July 11th. Why do I always get burpy when I'm doing podcasts? I have no idea. I've not drank anything today besides water. I have no idea what's going on. Anyway, so Nerves. July 11th, Walt Disney World's opening. But uh, it seems like they're doing something weird. Um, uh, today, Wednesday, Major League Soccer players voted on a collective bargaining agreement, um, which uh, will include putting 26 teams in the Orlando area to play in July at the Ace Pin Wild, Wide World of Sports Complex uh, sometime in July, uh, which is insane. Uh, NBA is also planning on bringing down, I believe, 22 teams to compete in that complex, um, which is kind of ins- which is also insane. <laughs> um, that one is still doesn't sound like it's quite done yet, but they are working on it. Um, all this news comes... From the Washington Post, um, probably my the most interesting aspect of it is they are saying the the NBA teams are going to have basically um, first round dibs on on what hotels they get to stay <laughs> at, which is kind of insane in its own level. Um, the uh, uh, I'm trying to pull some information. Um, I want. I want to know the NBA team that goes in and says we want Pop Century. Yeah, uh, <laughs> from uh, Keith Smith, NBA says per sources, Walt Disney World is preparing to have at least two thousand rooms available for the NBA. That number is based on roughly seventy people per team times twenty-two teams plus extras. Extra per team uh, per team is potentially a bit high, but covers additional non-team personnel such as the media if allowed. Um. Also, uh, the weird, yeah, what else? Uh, there's was, there was another thing about, see, this is what happens when I thought I had, okay, here we go. A report from ESPN says the NBA is considered giving higher-seeded teams first choice on picking which hotel they will stay at in the ESPN Wide World Sports Complex at Walt Disney World Resort, which is kind of weird because uh, the big rumor was they were just going to stay at one resort. Um, and spreading out the to fancy Walt- new. Yeah, it's spreading out to multiple sounds like a great way to uh, to really screw this up real bad, um, in a way. Uh, yeah, so Brian, what are your thoughts on all this insanity? Um, it's kind of cool in a way. I mean, that, that, the word that keeps getting thrown around is unprecedented. Well, here we go. Here's another thing. <laughs> um, it'd be cool from a personal standpoint, as I am a Miami Heat fan. So the Miami Heat mm-hmm. would be, I guess, local again for a couple of months. Um, I, I, I'm going to guess there's not going to be anybody in the stands though. And even if they do open it to a very low capacity, since apparently Florida's ready for phase two, um, if they open mm-hmm. up to a low capacity, that's probably going to be one of the hottest tickets in town for, for locals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I always kind of wondered like, why can't, like, do you think like the, the, uh, the magic are just going to commute. <laughs> like, do you, are they going to stay at the hotel or what? Well, I mean, that's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. And I, and I feel like we must mention, as we talk about the NBA's going to NBA teams, going to Disney hotels of drew, um, our friend drew posting that, that wonderful list of which team belongs at which hotel. Yeah. What was the, um, yeah. Where was that again? Uh, that was, a, that was a great, so you, and it was like a, it was determining which hotel which hotel each team would stay at. Right. Um, yeah. So you had like the Bulls at, at Pop Century because team in the '90s. Although there was a case for the Spurs because Coach Pop. Yeah. Uh, you had <laughs> the you had the Clippers at the Yacht Club, the Heat at the Beach Club. Um, I think Pelican, that's all the ones. Pelicans were oh, at Port Orleans. French, obviously. yeah, French Quarter. French um, Quarter. Timberwolves were at. The um, actually, I think he picked Fort Wilderness cabins, not the actual Wilderness Lodge. And then the Wilderness Lodge, I think, went to I don't know, uh, Milwaukee Bucks at the Four Seasons. 
Lakers at the Villas at Grand Floridian. Uh, the Raptors at the Riviera Resort. Uh, Clippers at the Grand Floridian. Celtics at the Polynesian, which, okay. Uh, Nuggets at the Yacht Club. Utah Jazz at Beach Club. Uh, Heat at the Polynesian Bungalows and Villas, which... I think they're trying to really separate, like, what the different... Yeah, whatever. Uh, um, they're all kind of, you know, boring after that, I would say. Um, yeah. Then, of course, the Pelicans are at Port Orleans, because, of course, they have to. They put uh, Orlando Magic at the Old Key West Resort, because, of course, they do. Um, the Sacramento Kings at Coronado. Spurs at Art Animation. Suns at Pop Century. And then they split the Wizards, Hornets, and Bulls between the various All-Stars. And then the Knicks are at uh, Fort Wilderness. No, the Knicks are at the freaking Holiday Inn across the street. <laughs> yeah, they're at the... They're, they're in the... Um, yeah, they're... They, which one's this? So, here's what's weird. They gave Disney's All-Star Movies Resort, All-Star Music Resort, but then they also say the Timberwolves stay, Timberwolves stay at All-Star... Okay, the All-Star Sports. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, wait, what's going on here? Um, yeah, no, they stay at the... the um, <laughs> Yeah, the Knicks stay at the hotel that Len went to that had, like, bullet holes in the wall. Did you hear that story? Oh, boy. I, I've been to a few myself. Which which hotel was it? So I, he doesn't want to say, but it was on iDrive, and they, like, they rolled up, and uh, there was, like... I think I already know which one it is. Yeah, there was police tape, and then they were trying to get really cheap rates, and they were just staying one night, and they're, they're like, well, there was a small disturbance. Uh, there's a small discrepancy yesterday, but the good news is that everyone's still alive. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, so do you remember a few years ago when, uh, before I moved up here to Orlando, the, um, story of my visit to the Allure Resort? Uh, no. Okay. I may have, but I don't remember. So Len might be talking about the hotel next door to that, which is actually owned by the same company. Okay. So, long story short, with the Allure Hotel, um, it was one of the hot wire deals. Mm-hmm. I had stayed there before, and it was shit, complete shit. <laughs> and then I had booked a three and a half hot wire, but you don't know, obviously, until you book it. I get it. It says Allure. And I was like, no, no, no. There's no way this is a three and a half star. You even called them and said, you're basing this review on the hotel it used to be, the Radisson. It is no longer the Radisson. It is owned by a different team. I've stayed here. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. I, I get there, and they're like, oh, yeah, we overbooked, so we're going to have you stay at the hotel next to us that oh, we no. also, which was a two-star hotel. And I was like, no, no, I knew, I, I, know, I, knew, I knew the rules and everything. I was like, no, 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 I paid for a three-and-a-half. I expect the three-and-a-half. Now I knew I had it out, so I called them, and they put me in another hotel. Needless Good. to say, though, I know, I think I have a feeling which one it is. Yeah. Of uh, course, purely speculative. Yes. Purely speculative. We don't want to. Um, we don't want to slander anyone tonight. Preferably. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah. So that's the NBA. Uh, MLS uh, sounds like it's a little more of a solid uh, situation going on. Um, they would be staying uh, somewhere around the resort, and players and staff will reside in a closed environment for up to thirty-five days at a Disney resort. Um, so I, I really don't know what's going on. Um, it still sounds like they're still working on it. It also explains why Disney's not really doing many reservations right now. Um, I think they know that the hotels um, are their bread and butter at the resort. So they're trying to get those as filled as possible, knowing that the summer and probably into the fall is totally awash. So they're trying to at least, you know, recruit some money. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on in the sports world. Um, MLS and the NBA playing at Disney World. So, Brian, uh, any any other? I mean, Universal just opened up. Uh, looks like uh, we have SeaWorld and Busch Gardens are opening up next week. Disney's opening up in the middle of July. Uh, yeah, it's everything's starting to pick up again. Um, Rob DeSantis said that they will be opening up uh, theaters and bars soon so i expect universal's operations to be modified yet again um yep. and all that stuff uh so that's gonna be really interesting so let, let's just dive right into it brian uh this week universal was starting their previews of 
reopening the resort on July 1st and 2nd, they invited uh, team members, and on the 2nd, they invited team members and their guests to test out the new uh, policies and procedures. Uh, Today was the first day with guests back. They invited annual pass holders. Uh, That'll be today and tomorrow. And then Friday, annual pass holders will be coming... uh, uh, Not annual pass holders, I'm sorry. The general public will be coming to the park. So that's kind of what's going on right now. So, Brian, um, do you want to kind of dive into what what was it like today? What's going on? How is how weird is it? Is it, you know? It was hot and humid. I'm welcome to Florida. It. Oh, so it's exactly back to how it used to be. It's Florida. Got it. Right. But after a three-month break, you know, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta get back into the shape of things. Um, no, in all seriousness, it was... Um, it was surreal. It was it was good to be back. Obviously, at first with all the temperature checks and everyone wearing masks, it was weird. But once you start hearing the music and the roar of the Hulk and hearing people, you know, screaming on the rise, it's like, all right, like things are not the same, but it's 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 still the same. Mm-hmm. What's um? Uh, why is it saying camera? You know what? I hate new Skype. Skype always screws me up. Stupid Skype. Um, yeah. So, do you want to walk us through? Like, when did you get there? How was uh, you know the check-in procedure? Uh, what what parks did you go to? What stood out? That kind of thing. And I think that kind of rolled the ball into how things are going right now. Yeah. So basically, with the, with the sign in, and I know we'll probably talk about it later. Sign-in was you had to choose either USF or IOA. You got there, yeah. and apparently it was you could check in either one. Didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we'll get into that later. But CityWalk, there was some delay getting into the into the actual resort with the temp checks, just because of the mad rush of it all. I think we waited a total of twenty minutes, and the line extended all the way from the temp check to the the back of the garage, all the way where Jaws was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think at one point even kind of started looping back. I don't foresee that being a thing, at least I hope not, going forward. I think a lot of today is is the quest for first that everyone always harps on, mm-hmm. and and the pent up demand of people wanting to be out of the house. Be the first person. Wrestle. Be the first yeah. person to offer a hot take that gets retweeted. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and Universal being the first big thing that actually has opened up in the state of Florida so far. You probably had a lot of people from out of town come in. You know, just for the sole reason of just doing this. So we'll see Friday once they open up to the general public if it's the same. But, I mean, mostly it was smooth in my opinion. I, I saw a lot of pushback because uh, Universal Studios had a little bit of a line. And I think that goes to people not knowing that they can go check in either one. So if you had everyone assuming that all they had to do was check in at Universal Studios, you're going to have a lot more people over there. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But we started off at Islands. I mean, we got into the park within a minute, and then there was hardly anybody there. Spider-Man, we waited five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the Raptor Encounter twice because the line was you know ten minutes each time, and and I think most of that wait actually was because the blue came out and then they replaced it with the the baby dinosaur, so it was just the shift change. Um, so we didn't really have anything at Islands as far as crowds. Once we got to Hogsmeade. Um, that was when it started reaching midday, and people were looking for places to eat. And obviously, now people are switching back and forth between the parks. <clears throat> excuse me, parks. So it got a little bit congested, as I'm saying, congested in the loosest sense. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, it went fine. Everybody was wearing masks. Everyone seemed to be compliant. Nobody was like trying to sneak a, you know, a, the mask off when security was gone. Um, team members actually were very, very friendly and and something i actually noticed was or i thought of at least was how universal for a while got that knock for the disney difference that they didn't have it that no matter where you went in disney everybody was like oh hello welcome have a magical day um universal went above and beyond with that today and if they continue that, that's just that's just a, a wonderful thing to happen to them <laughs> regardless even though it took a terrible pandemic um <laughs> Every team member that we walk by, hello, thanks for coming back, welcome, we're glad you're here. Everyone mm-hmm. said it. 
Um, team members were also very proactive with social distancing. I mean, I think at one point we were behind somebody in line. I mean, maybe four feet behind them. And one of the team members, no, no, six feet. Let's make sure we're six feet. So mm-hmm. they're, they're on top of things. So for day one, you expect hiccups. There is room for improvement. And I don't just want to keep rambling on. We'll talk about room for improvement later, I'm sure. But um, I, I thought it went as smooth as possible for a first day. That's good. Uh, do you think they were at their, their desired capacity? Or do you think they're still under that or what? Considering they added spots for tomorrow for pass holders, I guess they feel comfortable where they're at. Okay, well, good. Uh, so, one of the things you did mention, um, we'll probably tackle. Let's say let's stay on this topic before we kind of dive out more. Um, what was the experience like of in the attractions themselves? Like, what what's different? What's new? What's what's the same? I guess, and and like kind of also. You know, there's different ways of how attractions are handling it. Um, I, for example, I was watching a YouTube video and saw that uh, Despicable Me got rid of all their pre-show queues, and now it's just a giant open space with squares to stand on, as an example. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we only did two rides today. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, The rain kind of helped uh, cancel early plans, or cancel later plans, rather, so we had to c- cut early. Um, so we did Spider-Man, and then, I guess, technically Raptor, and then we did Cat in the Hat. Mm -hmm. Um, Spider-Man, it was, so basically you walk in, and they pulse the line on top of the, 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 the distancing. Mm -hmm. And as, as more people come in, they start opening up more of the queue. You know, traditional just now, you know, they have a six-foot space in between everything. It was fairly normal up until the loading area. You get in now, of course, they hand you the glasses individually. And before you actually board the vehicle, they say, okay, hand sanitizer. So they actually have a TM come up to you with a handheld bottle of hand sanitizer to squeeze in your hand. And they give you a dime-sized sample, or not sample, but dollop, dime-sized dollop. And as far as the ride vehicles, they do a party per row, and they stagger it. Mm-hmm. So, for example, party of three, row one, party of two, row three, that's the whole vehicle. So if you hated sitting with uh, strangers in the past, you're going to love this new system. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I imagine if it's a party of six, then they'll just do rows one and two, and then that whole you know car will go off by themselves. Uh, can the hat, same thing. You know, party of two, okay, row one, and we just had the vehicle to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, how, did you guys eat there at all? So we had buffalo tots, so we didn't really actually uh-huh. go into the dining experience. Okay. Um, that, that is one of the critiques, I guess, is the lines, especially when it got to 12, became very long. And I know that's partly in due to capacity restrictions and the distancing, but two, if, if that's the case that you got to restrict how many people you have per place, you got to open up more spots. Mm-hmm. And Monster's Cafe was closed. Oh, Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So, I mean, Mel's had a line out the door. Um, and so we're like, all right, we'll go to Monster's Cafe. I can, go, I can go for barbecue. And we got there. It was closed. Like, okay, we're eating at Hill House. I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand that. So, like, you think the food, they need to increase capacity? Is it turnover? What are you, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, because I couldn't go inside the restaurant, I couldn't really tell. I'm going to guess it's mostly just just having the locations be either 25 to 50 percent based on, I guess, the size of it. So it's definitely capacity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they uh, like, uh, did they have like Wimpy's? Was Wimpy's open, for example? Wimpy's, yeah, Wimpy's was open. Okay, so they're trying. They're actually trying to have a lot of locations open. But Popeyes was closed. At least when I was on the island side. The, the whole area was blocked off until, I think, 10, 10.30. Mm-hmm. And then they opened it up, but Popeye's was still closed. So you had no reason to go over there. Because, you know, me ship's closed um, for the guidelines. And now Popeye's closed. So I don't think anybody really knew that Wimpy's was open. Mm. Interesting. Unless, like, they open the app and they can, like, remote order. Right, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So, did you see any of the shows, like anything like that? Is that something that you were that you that you can speak on? 
No, no, I did not. I did see the characters, mm-hmm. and they were on the platforms, and they were interacting with guests and everything. And I mean, normal other than being on a platform, and they were wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But besides those, um, so uh, for the sh- for the shows, no, I wanted actually to do Poseidon's Fury because I wanted mm-hmm. to see if they do the vortex, and mm-hmm. um, it was like forty minutes or so when we walked by it, Holy and I was like. Hell. I don't need to see the water vortex that much. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I think someone did that online, and they basically said they did the water vortex, but only one party at a time would walk through. Which feels like a fantastic experience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, everything in the pre-show social distance, so it's literally like twenty people in the in like the show itself. So it's it's kind of wild when you actually like look at some of these photos. It's. Because it it, lo- it looks like the like a um, like a publicity photo, you know, when it's like like three families or like one family in Ollivanders. That's like what it actually looks like and feels like. It's like that's what they're actually doing. So it's kind of crazy. Um, did you see how well the Ollivanders reservation system did? That I did not. Okay, that's that's something I'm just interested in because that that's a new thing. Also, is that Ollivanders is going to go to reservations. Uh, which I assume is because, you know, they want to limit to, like, one party, probably one or two parties a, um, of, it, of, of it, uh, a show, I assume. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Man, I bet they're really regretting uh, closing that third theater down right about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be a massive hit for uh, the bottom line. Uh, so I'm trying to think what else. Um, so you did that. You didn't, not really didn't much food. Although- if you want to look at it that way, you could be thankful that they got rid of the Mini Mayhem 3D glasses because that's just one less set of pair or uh, set of glasses they have to worry about cleaning. That, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Um, did you uh, trying to think what else rides? Blah blah blah. Um, anything else you want to talk? Do you want to go into some of the the things they need to improve on? Um, yeah, I mean, again, not a lot. The the capacity of restaurants obviously add more to the lineup. The other thing was. I guess the optics of it, and I know mm-hmm. it's been mentioned online, hand sanitizer. We brought our own, so we weren't really actively looking. But even still, I noticed there was hand sanitizer. You know, again, they did it at the at the boarding of the ride. I saw one at the exits of both rides of Cat in the Hat and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, at, and at every restaurant. I do feel maybe they should add an actual station or two in between streets and lands or whatever. Um, and maybe looking at actually having a hand washing station outside of the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's just little things that is room for improvement. Okay. Uh, other thing maybe would be, again, because people are quote unquote people are dumb. Um, maybe especially when it starts getting a little bit more congested in Hogsmeade, um, start enacting more of the okay, this side goes one way and the other side goes this way. Um, just to make sure people aren't crisscrossing. Makes sense, yeah. Other than that, that not a lot. Like mm-hmm. I said, it was really a good first day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is kind of weird. Um, and it's like also, like I, it's hard to read on online because sometimes people are like, oh, this is the worst thing ever, but you're like not trying to downplay their experience, but at the same time you're like, I was there and I didn't see any of this. So I don't know, you know. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, also at, at the end of the day too, like everyone needs to realize this, it, it, it applies to anything at the theme parks, the first day of an attraction, uh, first night of horror nights, first mm-hmm. day of a restaurant, it's not going to be the normal experience. One, they're working out the kinks and two, the rush to be the, you know, the rush to be first. Mm-hmm. So... Again, first day of unprecedented times with new guidelines, the quote-unquote new normal, and you have all these pass holders rushing. You have all the us asshole bloggers rushing. Um, that's not going to be the same experience as the normal guests. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I think we need to consider too. Okay, I think and I think that's completely fair and understandable. Um. So uh, another thing you mentioned uh, that I, I'd like to dive into a little bit um, is, is, is 
excuse me, again, I get so burpy now when I do these podcasts. I have no idea why. I think I just swallowed mean my... the other way. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you did have those buffalo tots, so maybe you're going to be on the other way in a little bit. Um, the uh, now, you, now you threw my thought process off, Brian. Come on. Um, okay, I'll, I'll I'll pick you up. The Jurassic Park coaster looks sexy. Yes. So what's the uh, what's going on in Jurassic Park? Um, how does that look? How's the new Raptor Encounter, et cetera, et cetera? Um. So Raptor Encounter. The thought process before we reopened was, it looks like they're going to take some of the best Jurassic World and kind of just leave Jurassic Park as is. Maybe reference it. You know, obviously Blue was there um, before all this demolition uh, demolition took place. Excuse me. Now it seems fairly obvious after the new Raptor paddock open, they're getting ready to transition to Jurassic World. Um, <laughs> so the Raptor encounter now, it, it's not obvious um, because they're still the other half under construction. But it looks like the Raptor encounter now will connect to the coaster. The, the pad, there's even the, the difference of the pavement color, which is supposed to resemble the, I don't, I don't know, the slide, I guess, of the paddock connecting to the uh, containment area sort sort of like if anyone's done it before like some elephant habitats like the one in the cleveland zoo has it where you can walk where they transition the animals and then they just close it off so it'd be an area where it looks like they could close off close it off and transition the raptors from the backstage area to where the uh the coaster will be Right, or or even if people aren't familiar with the Cleveland Zoo, remember the first movie? Uh, they were bringing it from oh, yeah, good at point. the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> they were bringing it into the back. Um, so it, it's actually kind of cool now because so the queue looks small from the entrance, but then once you get to the back, there's a whole other maybe 300, 400 feet, and I'm bad at numbers, so it might, it might be longer. Um, but um, that actually peeks over the loading area of Jurassic Park uh, River Adventure, so that, that's kind of a cool new view. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's nice. That's it's, it's just the new home for it. Uh, everything's pretty much the same as the old one uh, with Blue. They did add the six-month-old raptor that uh, you've seen at uh, Universal Studios Hollywood. And that kind of takes the place of the shift change when the Blue's out back in fed, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've dropped, quote-unquote, like five times so far today. <laughs> um Hey, there's nothing really to see up until you actually meet the uh, the raptor. So I mean, it's, it's it's cool that it has a new home, that they expanded the queue line, and then it's going to look even better once everything's finished. Sounds like they kind of also just plus the concept a little bit. Yeah. Neat. Let's take let's take what works and make it better. Yeah. So about that Jurassic Park coaster, how's how's that looking? Oh boy, eggplant yeah. emoji. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, that's gonna be when the uh, that's gonna be when the top hat's installed. That'll be literally be an eggplant emoji. So, um, getting out of the way, obviously, mm-hmm. track is not complete. They do got a lot up, but it's still a long way to go. Mm-hmm. But you really don't see the coaster unless you're, well, obviously across the lagoon from Port of Entry. Um, but two, um, the area right across from River Adventure where all the construction is going on. And then the next spot is over by the the Potter Bridge, where you can see the the helixes and stuff, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Um, They're helixes. It really, yeah. Um, you really don't. Well, I've seen somebody call it a spaghetti bowl too. So <laughs> no, the spaghetti bowl is the one up front. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Around with the okay. Well, let's start with that. So yeah. today, when we walk by the spaghetti bowl, they looks like now they're getting ready to start. Um, they were welding the the structure for the um, for rock rock work. Mm-hmm. Good. So, yeah, it's gonna look good. Um, I'm wondering because the coaster does come awfully close to the entrance of River Adventure. How much of it is gonna be able to be like walked under? Like, you don't need nets if there's rock work above it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, also, like, so you're talking about that first part before the top hat? Right, yeah. Uh, well, I, I think all that's going to be self-contained. That's not going to have anything that's going to, you know, deal, that's going to be over guest areas. I don't think you need, I don't, I don't think you'll need nets in that area. I thought you'll need no, nets no, yeah, in no, the no. front. Yeah, I don't, I don't mean that you actually need nets, but just more like how much of that can you walk into that's safe, if you get what I'm saying. So you can, like, sort of like, um... 
what's a good example that I can think of off the top of my head? I'm trying to think of the Bush Gardens coasters. I, I guess like like I guess maybe Montu, how you can see the splashdown up close. Okay. Uh, like that kind of thing where you're not inside the spaghetti bowl, but you can get kind of close with the rock work and make it kind of look landscape pretty. Okay, I see. Yeah, not from a security necessity, but like from yeah, just an okay. aesthetically kind of like hey, okay. look, it's a coaster. Here's, here's a good spot for photos, kind of thing. Okay, yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Words are hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, words are hard. That is a factual statement. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then, and then also, they are finishing up the helix out by Hogsmeade. They're installing or getting ready to install track work in front of the river, not the river, uh, the Discovery Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, then they're going to probably start installing stuff at the Spaghetti Bowl, uh, which is going to be the more inversion craziness that's right uh, where the Triceratops encounter used to be. So it's 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 shaping along, and it, I'm incredibly impressed with the progress they made. It's really really impressive. Yeah, especially because you can you know we're we're so accustomed to you know at least back before COVID, you know daily updates. So it was such a weird thing. You went from just a land that was cleared to supports and track. You know it was just oh wow this this landscape has completely changed now. Yeah. Yeah, we went from having footers getting ready to now we got track up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that makes. I'd sense. also like to. I'd also like to think maybe they announce it soon. Why? Well, well, maybe well, not. Maybe uh, you're gonna you're 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 promising a lot, Brian. You got a lot of people excited now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe not in the in the vein of details, but maybe just to kind of get things back we can all agree and i don't know if we could bring this up later 2020 is screwed as far as fiscally so (laughs) anybody planning vacations this year is very unlikely but you're probably gonna see people wanting to start planning vacations at 2021 as we kind of emerge from whatever the hell is happening with covid right now um Mm -hmm. so i think in my opinion the likely thing that you see universal do is hey we're also building a coaster come back now if you want but if you're also putting a vacation, just planning a vacation for 21, we have this coaster, and it's going to be called, I guess, if, if Velocicoaster is still the name, Velocicoaster, and it's going to be opening summer 21, and it's mm-hmm. going to be based on the Raptors. You just need to say that, and then nope. that'll be enough. Or like, hey, we're, you know, we're doing this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you can just say we're bringing Jurassic World to Islands of Adventure, blah, 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 uh, coming 2021, a brand new experiencing experience uh featuring velocity uh, you know the raptors and maybe have like some people on a train or something like that right and maybe a piece of concept art overlooking it from like the lost continent so you're not giving away the goods of the um <clears throat> excuse me the um like the raptor paddock area where some of the show scenes are rumored to be mm-hmm. yeah exactly um yeah that sounds Sounds great so far. <laughs> I mean, like, not sure what else to say right now. It's uh, it's it's an incredible. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, it sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an incredibly impressive project, um, which I think is really really kind of insane. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know how to put it. It's just really really cool. Um, I think this coaster is going to surprise people. I've been saying it for a while, um, but this is going to really really kick some butts. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's going to do yeah. some crazy stuff. Um, so I, I'm I'm super excited for it, and hopefully, um, you know, we we learn more about it soon because that'd be that'd be nice, you know, save us from this misery that we got going on right now. With I mean, some... it's either that or horror nights. Something has to come soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and another thing, another thing that leads me to believe that is too is that compared to like say Hagrid, Jurassic World's their own baby, so they have to worry about any hurdles for the most part. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I remember with Diagon Alley, they were starting to talk about that more once things started um, appearing to be like, excuse me, appearing to be like be like that. Mm-hmm. So Another maybe burp. some, yeah, I know, right? I don't, I, I just swallow air. I don't know why. Um, 
so I'm thinking maybe it's a situation where they're getting ready to install the top hat, and that at that point you can't, you know, you can no longer deny what's happening, or you want to make it a highlight moment, or you want, you know, it's something to talk about. You know, like we're installing the top hat on our newest coaster coming in 2021, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, before before the track, obviously, a lot of people, the general public, has no idea what a footer is. You know, they see that, like, what is that? And I know a lot of people would ask, you know, what's being built there? And, you know, Universal's the default answer is, well, I guess you're going to have to find out soon. We know it's an attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, with track and supports, it's kind of kind of hard to ignore that it's going to be a roller coaster. So you're just going to have more people be like, wait, 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 wait what's that coaster about? Mm-hmm. But it, what is that visual, I guess? I think it's better just to address it. You know, Diagon Alley had that sense of... Um, Secrecy because you didn't know what was inside. Yeah, it wasn't until but, they started doing the London waterfront. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Uh, so what, another thing uh, I wanted to bring up, uh, go back to the COVID stuff, um, reopening the parks, <sighs> is what about uh, the? Uh, so they're they're redoing some of the. Uh, okay. My mind's all over the place. I have no idea what's going on with me today. I'm a mess. Ugh. So uh, today, Governor DeSantis said that they're reopening show like theaters, movie theaters, uh, bars. I believe they're starting to reopen. Yeah. Um, so it, it sounds like right now Universal is doing no indoor shows and theater shows. That is because um, that's how they're de- designating some of those, and that um, all the bars are closed. So Moe's, Duff Gardens, Finnegan's, all those uh, are well- closed. Finnegan's has the luxury of uh, being a restaurant too. So by that I mean to get the a... bar seating is closed. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. Excuse me. Okay. All right. Yes, yeah. Yes. Proceed. Focus. Yeah. Me. So the wondering is, um, you know, is this going to start? Uh, is this going to set up the return of you know of horror makeup? Is this going to set up you know the finally the opening of Born, <laughs> the Born Suntacular? Um, Barn's going to be interesting. There's yeah. a lot of factors besides indoor seating that has me go, hmm. But um, those well, giant banners now at the entrance kind of. What's also interesting with Born is that they used Born as an example in their video that they released. Yeah. They had they like the people social distancing and all that. That was in the video of Born. So that's just a whole other thing. Um, yeah, it's really weird and. I, I think that because it's opening Friday, I don't think they're going to open like the Cinemark Theater and everything on Friday. But I could see them working their way to getting the theater reopened and then getting indoor attractions reopened and then possibly even getting Blue Man Group you know, open again. Although that one may be farther down the line. Um, yeah, because third party and all that stuff. Too. Yeah, although I would, I would say I think Cirque wants to get some something open to get some – <laughs> yeah. Re- revenue generating. Um, we want some money. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're they're kind of screwed right now. So yeah, they're like, uh, please. So yeah, I think that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, is there well, anything... gonna... sorry? No, sorry. I, I thought you finished. No, no I'm, please. I, no, I'm I'm done. I, I was gonna wrap things up, but what were we gonna say? I was gonna say that. Um... What's interesting about the theater thing is that Shrek, even though technically I guess you can call it an attraction, is a theater, and that was open. So well, uh, and Shrek for, for same for Minions, um, but I don't. Maybe it's a designation of what a theater is, like based on time, or I don't know. But I guess yeah, because Shrek, you're only really in there for four, whereas Born and Horror Makeup, you're in there fifteen twenty minutes. I guess so. Yeah, performers, you know, things yeah. like that. I, I don't know. I don't have the answer. I, I'm, I, I guarantee you there's someone making a lot of money whose whose job is to define the difference between a theater that shows a 3D movie and a theater that includes live actors. And it includes a lot, I, lot of if-then clauses. I would like to be that person. Yes, exactly. If there's a certain amount of people and if there there's someone standing in front of them presenting and if, you know, a showtime is over 10 minutes. Uh... Oh, but did you do you know what? I, there was one thing that I missed. I don't know if you saw this, Brian. Did you see there's a new Voodoo Donut? <laughs> no, 
Do you want to call it new when it's the same raspberry filling? Because it seems like they don't have anything except raspberry filling. Yeah, that's all they have is raspberry filling. But and I love I love Voodoo Donut. It hurts me to say that, but I think it's well, it's the same bar that they've been doing like for Horror Nights and for everything yeah. else. It's just that they're drawing the um, the old school Universal Studios Florida logo in a way. A, a unique interpretation of the old school Universal logo. Yeah. They're drawing something that looks like the Universal retro logo. <laughs> they're, they're drawing something that looks like neon that resembles the possibility of the Universal Studios Florida logo. Um, but yeah, it's the same bar. I think I think it's the same Halloween Horror Nights bar, except instead of it being a tombstone on its side, they just rotated it at 90 degrees and, and made it landscape and did some other stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Uh, no, another thing. Uh, all the retro merch that popped up. Yeah, I don't want to go broke. Yeah, um, they they popped up uh, some of the specialty glasses, very similar to the ones that um, they had for Horror Nights this year. Uh, you know, the ones that remind you of an old school like McDonald's or Burger King collectible mug um, yeah. from like the eighties and nineties. Um, they include sweatshirts, shirts, fanny packs, uh, license plate covers, koozies. Pin. Uh, pin. A whole a whole gamut of stuff. Some really good stuff. And as someone who has been like, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on with the merch, you know, I don't, or, and, and also leaning towards, you know, Universal just doesn't celebrate their history that much because they've changed ch- hands so much and they're very much about leaning into the future. Um, it's kind of hard, you know, to actually preserve a history when... It feels like your leadership changes every ten to 50, like five to ten years. Um, well, let's talk about that a little bit because yeah, okay. technically speaking, technically speaking, thirty's young. Thirty is young. Thirty's young, and and you have now a lot of people that are getting to that age of remembering their youth, which includes Kong, E.T., Back to the Future, Earthquake, Jaws. Mm-hmm. you're going to see now Universal as it gets older, sort of that Disney effect. Yeah. So now there's there's good reason for them to kind of market that past, market the nostalgia, because Universal up until, I guess technically, Potter really wasn't – didn't have a lot of nostalgia. And then once they started doing the, the, the decade of Universal, they started closing all the old attractions. Now you have things that people will miss. Mm-hmm. So if I were Universal, I would be getting ready, if they haven't, to get a second set of those glasses rearing a gun. <laughs> get, get the next round in. What, what would be the next round? So the th- here's the thing. I don't know because some of their older attractions also did have licenses for rights they don't have. So I, I don't know if they can go and do a Nickelodeon or even a Ghostbusters glass. But I think it's easy to do a... Earthquake glass, that's the that's a given. Hitchcock. Um, Hitchcock, or even Psycho Hitchcock, do a mix of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, wild, wild, wild West stunt shows a possibility. That's one you could do. Definitely do that. Um, the IOA preview center. <laughs> <laughs> the screen test thing, whatever the hell it was called. That, that, um, that was, but that was Star Trek, though. Yeah, but at one point, then it became the screen test adventure or something. Where it's oh, anything. okay, so it's anything. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Would they do um, like Twister? I don't know or, could... Twister's too soon. Yeah, no. But I mean, it it came out eight years of the the park's existence too. So is that too soon? Okay, fair. It was. So um, the other thing is, I don't know if they can do Fantastic World either because Hanna Barbera. I don't know what the rights are with that. So uh, I guess the easy the easy answer would be Earthquake, Wild 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 West, Psycho Hitchcock, and then I guess Twister because I don't see Murder She Wrote selling any glasses. Uh, I think you'd be surprised by the Murder, She Wrote contingency showing up. We're going to get angry Murder, She Wrote fans writing in. <laughs> do you think they would do Xena and her? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> that oh. one would be something. I, I, at that point, I'd have Angela Lansbury. Would you... Uh, okay, so I'm thinking of other ones. What about Motown, the Motown Records restaurant? Oh, Motown Cafe? Motown Cafe. Yeah. Motown Cafe, Latin Quarter. Uh, get a get us the NASCAR grill. Uh, e zone glass. Make it an E zone glass. Yeah, E-Zone. actually, oh, you know yeah. what'd be good? The old Hard Rock Guitar Restaurant. Ooh, that would be good. Like just like, okay, yeah, that that's cool. I, I would appreciate that. 
Huh. Yeah. That would be really cool. Let's think. Is, is there any other like merch that you'd like to see Universal offer? In in a way like and and, and I'm not just lo- talking about retro. I'm not, let's let's look more into in general. Oh yeah. Um the King Kong, Eighth Wonder of the World, seems to be the easiest sell, and yet they still have the, these, like, UFC-type, you know, <laughs> this UFC-type, like, King Kong shirt, the, 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 yeah, wow, I can't even, afflicted, like, afflicted-style Kong shirt, and, and yeah, I know, basic, I know what you're talking about, yeah, and this basic King Kong, like, Eighth Wonder sells itself, like, you would have people, you, you have people that know the lore, and and general public, as long as it's connected to Kong, they'll be like, Eighth Wonder, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be the one that sticks out the most. I'm trying to think. They got Potter merch pretty much down pat. Mm-hmm. Um, Although they did add um, uh, Hagrid's umbrella. Yeah, that pretty, was cool. That's pretty cool. Although I wish which, it was interactive. That would have been the best. I mean, you spend that kind of money on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm trying to think of the other ones. They, I mean, they have pets, new pets merchandise, which is probably shipped over from Hollywood. That looked pretty cute. Um, yeah, the adopt the pet thing. Well, not that, but just general like Max and mm. Gidget stuff and uh, Fluff, whatever the buddy's name is. Fluffy is that what it is? Sure. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the movies. <laughs> uh, I'm a terrible Universal fan. I know the Kevin Hart buddy. The Kevin Hart bunny. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I want to say it's fluffy. Huh, what What else? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go to the attractions one by one. Snowball, not fluffy. Excuse Snowball. me. Snowball. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Snowball. Um, they're they're getting better with the monster merch. I think they could do a little bit more, but that's still let's you know B plus at that point. Um, Horror Nights they've started getting real great at with now Mardi Gras this year shows that they're. They're really understanding that merch is, is just as important mm-hmm. as the attraction. So maybe we'll start seeing things start coming together more. Um, to spin off that, to spin that off real quick, um, what do you think is happening with the uh, replacement at the uh, City Walk for the four stores they took out? I mean, it's at this point, it's got to be another store. Yeah, I, that's what I'm figuring. I'm thinking it's a um, something like uh, what they did with the Tribute Store, where it's such a high... They, they've done so well with the visual mar- merchandising department that they basically go, okay, we'll give you a whole store to do. And it becomes like a replacement for the studio store. And you get a Potter section, you get like a Kong section, you get, you know, a Minion section. You know, that yeah. Kind of thing. I mean, this, the, the studio store sucks <laughs> as far as size. For, for being this marquee, it has this grand entrance, and you expect to walk in and be greeted at this this great big universal store and it's this little tiny little room it's smaller um, than, it's smaller than any of the other stores they have in islands adventure it's smaller than that it's smaller than the one in studios it's smaller it's smaller than the hotel ones which blows my mind and it's probably the same it's probably smaller than the ones in the airport yeah it's 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 definitely something that i that if that's what it is it would make complete sense yeah. and then whatever they do with the old store is is your best guess Maybe something to do with that new park down the road that is not canceled. Yeah. <laughs> what? I heard it was canceled, Brian. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, what do I know? Yeah. All righty. Uh, Brian, are, are there any other thoughts you want to share this week? Any Anything from going to the parks and things of that nature? I got a blister and it hurts. Oh, poor baby. A, a, a blister on my ankle, specifically. Yeah, those those are the worst. Those just are literally a pain. Um, all right, Brian, you know what? Where can people find you online at? Uh, you can find me at InsideUniversal.net uh, with the main site and the forums. And on Twitter, uh, InsideUniversal, at InsideUniversal, excuse me. And personally, <laughs> at BrianManIU. And you can find me at any bar drinking a bourbon at Universal. <laughs> nice. Uh, you can find me at Parkscope Jail on Twitter. You can find all of us at Parkscope on Twitter and at Parkscope.net. Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts, leave, a, leave us a good review, thumbs up, blah, blah, blah. Hit, hit that, smash that like button, hit that subscribe button, 
leave a comment below. Tell us what we should do differently next time. I don't know. Whatever the YouTubers say. Um, but yeah. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening this week. It's been a weird week. Um, yeah, we just want to do something that people can hopefully have some fun with and take their mind off of everything. Uh, no matter how crazy things are, we're recording this Wednesday night. Who knows what's changed in the world in the next 24 to 48 hours. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys on the other side. Um, make sure everyone... Poisonous sea cucumbers based on everything. Poisonous sea Sea cucumbers. I mean, we had murder hornets, we had uh-huh. uh, escape tiger with COVID. What was the other thing that came out recently this year? I this think there, this week, rather. Uh, wasn't there like a rhino on the streets and like a hippo on the streets in Detroit or something? There you go. So it's <laughs> bound to have just something even more ridiculous happen. There we go. Um, yeah, so, you know, everyone be, be good to each other. Um, love everybody, hate everything, and also Black Lives Matter because, of course... And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode.